So I'm going to go through the, the love code. You guys, I've been getting numerous uh, requests to go through this book again. So I'm going to take just a couple weeks and go through it. It's no different than anything we've been teaching for the last year. But it's, if some of you guys are looking for structure, like, hey, uh, I've got this issue in my life and it keeps repeating, whether it's finances or whether it's health or whether it's relationships, and I want to get to the bottom of it. If you need structure, I'm not a big structure guy, as you know, and some of it, that's hard for some of you guys. Because um, <laughs> I'm just not. It's not. Uh, uh, this gives us a little structure. So some of you guys, that that's what you really need. I think this will really help. Sound good? And then so what I'm going to do as I go through this is at the end, I'm going to just pray with you guys, you know, the next two or three weeks. So I'm going to jump to the end, even though I'm going to go through this kind of methodically for you to give you some structure to change your life, whether it's... Uh, uh, whether it's success, like I said, health issues, relationship issues. Um, and it's more simple. It's way better than just have faith. And, and uh, I'm just excited about it. So let's just go through this here. The first thing I wanted to share with you is um, the, the chapter one, it's the ultimate success goal. And some of you guys have heard this before, but here's the real question is uh, what do you really want? And the, the, you, every one of you can answer that differently. What do you really want? Right? And uh, if you read the book, he says, the only trick is just whatever comes first. And so typically people that are struggling with health or if they go, man, I would love to be healed, right? Or if they're struggling with finances, oh, I'd love to have all my bills paid and have a savings account, kind of like Matt was saying. And so, uh, and that's the wrong ultimate success goal. The ultimate success goal, as he explains in here, is the next question after that. If that happened and, and uh, this happened in your life and that you would call it a miracle or whatever it is, you prayed and, and uh, you saw God move in your life, how would it make you feel? That's the real success goal, and it's always the fruit of the Spirit. It's always love, joy, peace, etc. And so um, the real answer to that question is, if you're lacking peace, that would be your ultimate success goal. Does that, does that make sense? And then the, the desire would be, and we'll get into this next week a little bit more, the desire would be what we would typically think is a goal. Hey, I want this, I want to have this much money, I want to live like this, etc. Um, so anyway, your ultimate success goal I just wrote, what do you want more than anything else right now? It has to be an internal state. So whatever it is, hey, I want, my, uh, I want to be healed. I want, oh, I forgot to tell you too. Um, I don't want to share too much yet, but Inspire 100, um, well, the India kids just had their first week of school, which is really cool. Uh, but there's, a, there's an international group that wants to use us as their primary um, funding thing. So more to come. Very cool, because that's what I've been praying. It's like, Lord, you know what? I think we can move a million people around the world to give in to this, to take to single moms. And because and, I was sharing with uh, uh, my friend Mike Charbo today up in Fort Collins, I go, where it gets fun, guys, is when all the different cities have 100-plus business guys or people that give 100 bucks a month in those cities. And then you got 10000 every month that you can physically go to these people in need and single moms and just people that need their, they don't know how she's going to get her car, her car repaired, you know, we go, well, here's 2,500 bucks. Here, we're going to repair your car. And that's when it really gets fun. So keep praying on that, that we, we want a million people around the world. And something happened two days ago that's more to come. Pretty cool. That's exciting for me because that's one thing I'm working on manifesting is uh, uh, there's nothing, you guys know this, there's nothing that feels good as every human need is this. We want to be loved. We want to feel valuable. And we want to make a difference. Is that, is that pretty much... That's us. That's in any, any character flaw, anything that we're struggling with is a, is a deficiency that we think that we have in those areas. And uh, I just know that giving platform, 
When you can give and take care of somebody else's needs, it makes you feel even more valuable. It's that win-win that God deals with, which I love. So anyway, more to come on that. So all right. Well, what did I write here? And then we'll get into this. I said, uh, so what do you want more than anything else? If you only focus on the external goal, like, hey, I want a million dollars or whatever. I'm just making stuff up. Um, and you have a belief that I'm not enough. If there's something in your subconscious or your, or your programming that I'm not enough, your subconscious, as you know, is your spiritual heart, whatever you want to call it. That's why, that's why scripture over and over and over again says, guard your heart with everything you got, because that's where life flows. And it'll only, you'll only go as far as your heart will let you go. And so if you've got this, uh, if, you've, if you've struggled in business your whole life, or you've struggled with this your whole life, any really anything, if you're struggling with health, the number one thing to understand is it's not your fault. And we'll get into that. It's, it's literally, it's something you probably picked up young as a, as a child that's running in your subconscious that you, it's a million times more powerful than your willpower and you just can't get there. So we're going to deal with that over the next couple of weeks that I think for a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys online, I've been hearing, I was telling Jeff, I go, it's hard to keep up right now online, with, which is fun. Just all, but I love it. Keep, I'll pray with all you guys because I'm seeing the results, which is just awesome. And so that's why I think these fellowships and Sunday nights are so important because it's, it's equipping the body to do it. So it's not just the pastors and those guys. And, and honestly, if you knew Barb and I, you'd be like, really? Well, I can do that. I'm like, yes, you can, actually. You can. <laughs> Better than me, probably, which is really my, my whole goal is, is if you don't have fruit and offspring that do it better than you, then you're failing, in my opinion. So it's not hard, guys. So anyway, uh, yeah, so I just wrote, if you have a belief, I'm not enough. It's always I'm not enough. I'm not loved enough. I'm not valuable enough. I'm not worth enough. I'm not good enough. Um, running in the background, it doesn't matter. You, your willpower will not get you there. And uh, uh, so that's why a lot of you guys experience the same patterns over and over and over, whether it's success in this or failure in this, and you just keep running up against it. And, it's, and uh, hey, it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't come from do this more or do this less. Read the Bible more or read it less. It could, but I, I've just, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it really work. And now, if you, if you take the principles in the Bible and do those more, I'm all over that. I agree with that. But just reading the word and not having a revelation of what it is, I don't think does a whole lot. That, that doesn't scare you guys, does it? That'd get me thrown out of church. But um, I just, I think it's, I think there's something deeper behind the scriptures. And, and uh, so anyway, what did I wrote here? So if your ultimate success goal, uh, yeah, how does it make you feel? Your ultimate success goal, guys, is how does it make you feel? So you got a desire. We'll get into that. Here's what I want my life to look like. And here's what's beautiful. You can design your life, guys. I really mean that. You can start using your imagination and, and your feelings, etc., to start designing it. So anyway, let's get into this first slide because I think uh, this is important. So anyway, all this book is about really is, is uh, healing your heart deprogramming the, the stuff that you believe, the lies you believe about yourself and the lies you believe about God, which has to come first. And I think, I don't know if I've done a good enough job or I think most success, positive mental attitude, all the things we hear, even, even most Christian programs, it's, uh, it sounds counterintuitive where they just go, only focus on the positive. But if you're going through a mess and your, your feelings are ignored, because you know what I'm talking about? It's a little tough, isn't it? Yeah, Stephen, does that resonate with you? It actually makes me angry. You know, when people are like, well, just do this. I'm like, <laughs> that's exactly right. If you knew how I felt, it sounds easy because it's easy for some people because they don't struggle in that area of life. But 
if there's an area that you're really positive in and, I, and I'm not as good at it, I've got a wrong program running there. And then you go, Mike, it's easy. I go, yeah, it is for you, but it's not for me. So we're going to clear all that junk up so it becomes easy for you in those areas. Does that, does that make sense? So you got to deprogram first, in my opinion. That's the piece that I think he does a good job with and uh, that a lot of success misses. If we're only focused on the dream, the vision, but we've got this stuff going on, I just think it's hard to get there. So let me, let me see what I wrote. So the inside always determines the outside. You know that. The spirit, the spirit always determines what's going on out here. So if we want something to change externally, it can't be an external goal that we shoot at. It has to be an internal goal that we fix, whether it's love, joy, peace, right? Replacing fear, anger, anxiety, all the things that we deal with. So anyway, and I believe this. The process can be brief and simple. And this is Jim Farmer. This is what you and I were talking about briefly. So a lot of, uh, like, I love Joe Dispenza and all that stuff, but it's very Eastern meditation. And... Let me ask you guys this. How many of you guys have an hour every day to empty your mind and sit there and meditate? You actually do, but how many of you guys are going to do that? <laughs> Rare, right? It's just like, it's way too time. It's, that sounds hard for some people. And uh, true Christian meditation or prayer, you can call it prayer if people are scared of that word meditation. But meditation is all over in scriptures. You know, Meditate on this word, this message day and night. The logic of God, it's not, it's not taking your Bible, it's taking the message of God that you're co-equal with him and you're perfectly loved. That's meditating on the, the message day and night, not trying to remember scripture. But anyway, that's a whole other talk. So it's, not, it's much faster, it doesn't have to take a long time, and it's simple because I, I believe this with all my heart and I, as I've talked to a lot of you guys with your kids, your grandkids, I said, now you're, you love your kids, right? And they go, yes, I love my kids. I said, I love my kids too. You love your wife, right? That's where they go, maybe. No, a little bit. So I get some pushback sometimes there. <laughs> if they're struggling in their marriage, it's like, yeah, I do, but, right? So anyway, just being honest, right? So I go, but I love my wife. I actually do love my wife. I actually do, sweet. So, uh, and she puts up with me, so I love her even more. It's so good. And because uh, I'm kind of weird. Um, <laughs> But the, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. That's why, honestly, if you, I, wish, I wish people would, would spend a day with us because I'm like, we're just people like you. But we have a victorious God living inside of us, and it's awesome. It's really just learning to tap into that. So anyway, when I ask those questions, I go, you have kids, right? Yeah, or, or especially grandpa and grandmas. Uh, like, you have grandkids, right? Like, oh, grandkids just make us ridiculous. We love our kids, you know? And so... Uh, I said, would you ever make it difficult for your kids or grandkids? And the answer is always, what do you think? No way. And so we got to make this simple because he would not make this difficult for his kids. If he blessed us with every spiritual blessing and everything that pertains to life and godliness has freely been given, if he didn't spare his son, and we talked about that at Easter, redemption, the metaphor that most of us grew up with is he had to pay the penalty for sin and the, the metaphor that the early church saw is, no, it's the bride's price. You're worth so much to him that the only thing that you could show. So when it says he, we were redeemed by his blood, it means that he died to show us how valuable we are. It was the bride's price. Does that make sense to you guys? It's a totally different connotation than he had to pay a penalty because we sinned. He said, no, the only way I can show humanity my love for them is to give them me, which was everything. That way, it's the bride's price. The, the Jews had that idea. So anyway, just know how valuable and loved you are. That's the whole idea. When you, when you start to getting that, if he gave us all that for free, and he says, you know what? Um, if I freely gave you my son, 
You start looking at scripture very differently when you start to understand the love of the Father. How will I not freely give you all things? Doesn't it say that? He's trying to show us it's kind of like Matt was saying, I really didn't do anything, but I changed internally. I changed what I believed about myself, that God loves me, that he's got this, he's going to take care of this. So anyway, um, <clears throat> so what I want to take some time doing is, is uh, if you can't get there from here and you're struggling, etc. I think it sounds counterintuitive, but we have, to, we have to let the negative bubble up a little bit and go, what am I really dealing with? And it's, it's kind of interesting because I was just talking to, my, to Doug Bishop and he just spent some time with Paul Young. And, uh, and they were chatting about stuff and, and uh, I was like, Doug, that's perfect because he was just sharing with me what, was, what he said. That uh, he said, you know, we, we see people struggle with different things their whole lives. And, uh, and Paul said this, which I thought was great. He said, you know, people try to overcome it by willpower. I'm going to set a New Year's resolution to lose weight or whatever. I'm going to get in shape. Um, but if, you're, if your internal program is, no, you're not, you're ugly, you're not worthy, you're not this, you're, you're going you're gonna to pay your Bally's membership and never go. So, because you're going to do it by willpower. So anyway, he said, what I teach people to do is instead of avoiding it, this is how I feel. I feel anxious. I feel worried. I feel like crap. I feel uh, not worthy. I'm not valuable. I don't see, I, I feel desperate. I feel depressed. Whatever those emotions are that we've all experienced. He goes, I teach them to enter into it and experience it and ask the Holy Spirit to heal it and, and ask him real questions. What's going on here? So we're going to do that with, with you guys. Okay. Because I think it has to happen before we try to get to the positive. So let's reprogram the nonsense that's holding us back. And now, now when, when the negative emotions are gone, it's much easier to start reprogramming with positive. You guys get what I'm saying with all this? Okay, so what, did I need anything? Yeah, so if you're struggling with tr <clears throat> picturing success, feeling success, I promise you we just need to take care of the negative stuff that you probably don't even know is there. Whether it's from your childhood or, or even... Uh, as the book talks about it, it passed, it's passed on in our DNA from relatives, actually. And it's not, it's not generational curses, guys, meaning that um, it's some demon that was passed on. No, it was, a, it was a belief system that's in every cell of your body. So when the DNA from your mom and DNA from your dad join, we pick up some of that stuff. And we don't even know why we're struggling with this. So the good news is he's designed us where we can fix it. Cool? All right. So let's see if I wrote anything else in here that we need to talk about. All right. What, what's the next slide? Is it the prayer, actually? Yeah, okay. We don't need to do that. That's the very end. So anyway, let, let me just go through this book a little bit. So um, chapter one, <clears throat> here's what I want you to cover, and then I want to just make sure I take some time. I'm going to jump to the very end, like I said, with the three tools and, uh, and just kind of teach you how I do it. Like I said, this is just structure, if you want structure on how to pray. And, and if you do it, you'll get results, I promise. You will get results, which is... I'm not into it for anything but results. Some of you guys know me, right? I'm not into... Um, so let me just read some of this stuff. Page 37, some of you guys are into the book. Um, the external is never capable of producing the internal, meaning that trying to fix the external circumstances by willpower without healing our heart, you're almost destined to fail. And he talks about the 97% failure rate. So ultimate success in your external circumstances depends completely upon your internal state of love, joy, and peace. So if we want this to fix, all we need to do is experience love, joy, and peace right now, and then it takes care of everything else, which is kind of cool. So these qualities are necessary prerequisites for achieving health, wealth, creativity, happiness, and success in every area. In the same way, if we have internal states of fear, depression, anger, it'll produce external circumstances that are opposite of success. 
It'll produce health problems, financial difficulty, a feeling of stuckness, unhappiness, and failure in every area. And it's pretty simple, guys. It's, it's so I would just, uh, you know, really take this next couple days, even tonight. What's the one thing I desperately want to change right now in my life? And you, you don't have to tell me or, or whoever, but just, we all know it. The things that are going well in our life are easy, aren't they? Yeah. Guess what? You got a program in there that, that's easy. But the things that we're struggling with, that's what we need to fix. And just be honest. They go, instead of ignoring your feelings, you know, you know the, kind of the word of faith teaching I got was the facts and the feelings don't matter. Just have enough faith. And that's where I'm like, <laughs> I think they matter. I think they matter a lot, right? Because... Yeah, I just think they matter way more than people give you credit for. And, uh, and then the truth is, when we would get behind the inner circles of all these ministries, they were pretty miserable. The people were actually really miserable, weren't they? And I was like, oh, well, that would actually have helped me if you would have told me you're struggling, rather than get up there and act like everything's done. And then we'd be behind stage like immediately in these mega ministries. <laughs> they're like, I'm about ready to divorce my wife. What? Like, it's just crazy stuff, you know? And just like... Uh, like, wow, that's different. Um, okay. I won't be asking you for marital advice. All right. And, and I believe, guys, they're putting so much pressure on themselves to perform versus let the Holy Spirit perform through them and just inspire through them. And uh, anyway, enough of that because I don't need to share any of that. So, all right. Let me get to another part of this. So I'm really just going through chapter one. Some of you guys are, I know a lot of you guys are going to watch this online because mainly it was a lot of you guys that were asking me to do this. So Anyway, so here's why, why the internal state is the right answer. And this is page 44. And meaning this is, hey, if um, I'm just going to pick one, is, uh, hey, I, I wish I had all my bills paid in this much money every month. Let's say that was what, if, if you could ask for anything in the world, this is what I would ask for, <coughs> which is not the right answer is what he said. The right answer is, if that happens, how will it make you feel? And the, when, whenever I do this with people, they're always going, Oh, I'd feel so grateful. I'd feel so relaxed. I'd feel so much peace. I go, that's it. That's what we're after right there. That feeling. Now, don't, don't throw away what you want, that so much money a month and this feeling, etc. But the only way we're going to get there without you beating yourself up and the people close to you in relationships because you're so angry and trying to have enough faith in all these things is you got to change this. And he's given us the ability to do it. So, why the internal state is the right answer. Let's just review a bit. It says, if the number one goal in your life is external, I want, I want to have my health, I want to be healed, I want to have enough money, I want my marriage to be fixed, I want to, whatever it is, right? Uh, <clears throat> if the number one goal is external, those are the external things I described, you will most likely not achieve it because the stress it inherently causes sabotages your best effort. And even if you do achieve it, it will not satisfy or fulfill you long term. On the other hand, if the number one goal in your life is an internal state, your outcome changes quite a bit, meaning love, joy, and peace. And some of you guys know our friend Kathy Rex. She was an Olympian. And uh, this has been confirmed so many times now in my life as I'm watching different people and, and uh, people in the church counseling people over the years. Is, uh, she said, you know what? Most of these Olympic athletes, we'll put it this way. Broken people desire success big time. And they desire fame. And they desire all these different things. And they're driven. No, thinking that, as soon as I hit that goal, and I think all of us have a little of that performance in us. I know I do. Because um, just growing up, I'm like, well, if I, if I can't be the best at it, screw that. Then I don't even want to do it. I still am that way with golf. People, do you golf? No. No. You can't just have fun? No. No. 
because I refuse to be bad at anything. I'm just being honest, right? I said, now, if my kids were into it, because I know me, what, what would I do? I would do it until I can beat every one of you. I promise. They go, no, I'm a scratch golfer. I don't care. I'll be below scratch. I promise. I just, that's how I've been my whole life. So I got some performance stuff going on, right? So, um, but I recognize that about myself. So I'm smart enough not to go pick up golf right now. So, because uh, I said, sweetie, I'm not willing to be bad at anything. But I, so if I ever started, I would just be consumed by it until I could master it. And I don't want to do that. That's just me. That's just very real. But so anyway, Kathy Rex, she, she was an Olympian on the Olympic uh, board with, with George Steinbrenner at the time. And, and she said, all these people, they think they're going to, what they're truly seeking is to feel valuable, to feel loved. If I win an Olympic medal or if I, or if I, if I uh, you know, perform this way. And the worst thing that typically happens to them if they're driven by something that's not in there, once they hit that goal, you know what happens to them? They fall off the end because... They've reached that pinnacle. They've reached that ultimate success that they thought they desired, which drove them, which is really good. It's an internal driver. So you can harness it for really good things. I'm not saying it's negative. I know, I know some, how I'm wired is it can be really good for me in certain areas, but I have to watch that. Um, like, if I was going to play her in ping pong, it wouldn't be good. Because she's my wife. But I'd be, I'd be wanting to shoot that thing right through her. You know, I'm like... No, this isn't good. And we've had experiences like that, right? And so, and then if she would go, yeah, and cheer, I'm like, that's it, man. I'm like, it's over. So I've, I've learned, I've learned, like, don't play Scrabble with my wife, okay, or anything like that. <laughs> so I'm just an innocent bystander now. Is this fair? Is this real? Does this help you guys or are you really disappointed in me? Okay, all right. Because <laughs> I've learned. I've learned to discern the good and bad tree. Mike, you're too competitive. Don't do that with your wife. Good. Because you, you, you like your wife, right? Yes. You'd, you'd, you'd like her to love you back. Yes. Then don't get competitive with her. Good. I've learned to discern this thing, right? So now I can just cheer on my kids and my wife. Good job. But then I still want to go, man, I'll help you. It's just I want to win. So anyway. Oh. So here's what I want you to have. <clears throat> because those Olympic athletes, they thought they would feel love. They thought they'd feel they think fame is the, then people, will, I would feel valuable. They hit it and their internal state didn't change. So I want you to have all of it. <clears throat> I want you to have your inner state now, love, joy, peace, success in business, success in marriage, healing ministry, if that's what you do. I don't care what it is, whatever you desire. And when you have it, you still are fulfilled. Does this make sense to you guys? Because if it's just external, we don't fix this. Some of you guys can willpower it because you're very good because um, you're performers. Some of you guys just are bad at it. And then you think, I'm something wrong with me. No, there's probably, you're healthier in a lot of ways, to be honest with you. So anyway, um, <clears throat> why the internal state is the right answer. And then we're going to pray here in a minute, okay? So uh, on the other hand, if the number one goal in your life is an internal state, your outcome changes quite a bit. Number one, you will almost always achieve it. How many of you guys want to almost always achieve it? Yeah, hallelujah. That's what we want, right? So nothing external has to change. This is the crazy part. Nothing external has to change. The only thing internally that has to change are energy patterns, which is your hearts and minds, <clears throat> which can change very easily with the right tools. And we're going to go through the right tools. Number two, once you achieve it, no one can take it away from you. And he's, he shares the story of Viktor Frankl, discovered during the Holocaust. He called it the last human freedoms, the right to choose so here he was in, the, in a concentration camp. They're starving him. They're working him to death. And he goes, nobody can take away my, my joy and my dignity. 
even though I'm naked and I'm skin and bones and I'm, I'm being hated by the Nazis, etc. So he says, he called it the last of the human freedoms, the right to choose your internal state or attitude, regardless of external circumstances. After he was out of the prison camp, he wrote the classic Man's Search for Meeting and helped millions to focus on their internal attitude or their inward state rather than the external circumstances. Number three, once you achieve it, you're guaranteed that it'll completely satisfy and fulfill you because it's what you really wanted all along but probably never knew it. So why we seek success, why we seek all these different things, it's really because we want to feel loved, valued, and, and make a difference internally. So if we can feel that now, guess what? We get the experience now, we get the healthy heart, and we get the thing we actually wanted, okay? So number four, the last one, if your number one goal is an inner, internal state, you will almost always get the external circumstances you desire as a free bonus. I just shared that with you. So here's the true magic. Once you create the internal state of love, joy, and peace, so love, joy, and peace, whatever you answered number three with, which was, hey, if you got the ultimate success goal, or if you got your ultimate desire, this is what I want to achieve in my life, this is what my life to look like, and this is how it would make you feel, which is I'd feel peaceful, I'd feel loved, I'd feel joy and gratitude. <clears throat> he says... Uh, once you create the internal state of love, joy, or peace, whatever you answered number three with, you've created the internal power source that creates the external circumstances of the life you desire. But without the positive internal state, I would call that inspiration or the power of the Holy Spirit. It's like vacuuming your rug without the cord being plugged in. So I just wrote, seek ye first the kingdom. What's the kingdom? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. So righteousness, as we talked about, is what? You guys remember? You're, you're of equal value, you're of equal love, you're of equal, you're kavot, you're weighty. As we were singing that song today, holy, holy, holy. I was taught he's too holy, he can't look at me. But that's, that's so far from the truth, guys. Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, means he's the king of peace, he's the king of righteousness, meaning that he hates unequal weights. He hates teachings that, show, that says you're anything less weighty or valuable than God himself because of your actions. That's unequal weights. You guys get it? So the beam, the beam in a scale is that Zedek. Melchi is king, Zedek. You're of equal weight and value no matter who or what your experience is. So the, guy, the, the prodigal son out, it looked like he's wasted everything. He's out you know, with pig slop, which to a Jew was the lowest of lows. Was he ever not a son? No. Was he ever less weighty than God himself? No. No, that's righteousness. So know that I'm valuable, I'm loved, I'm a perfect weight, I'm a perfect holiness of God himself, not by my, my actions, but by his. You guys get it? That's righteousness. So righteousness, peace, shalom, I'm one with him, I'm in union with him, and joy. If we knew that we already have everything we're ever going to require, that everything's going to be okay, we'd be joyful, wouldn't we? So that's the, that's the kingdom of God. So you guys good on this? Does this help you? Okay. Uh, let me just one other thing, and then I'm going to kind of just teach you these three tools here. So, <clears throat> all right. Okay, so there's one, this last thing I wanted to share, and then we'll, we'll kind of walk you through this. As, as a concept, the love code is actually very simple. It means doing the opposite of what ignites your stress response. What ignites your stress response is going, I want this to change in my life, and I'm going to set this goal to do it without changing the internal. It'll actually cause more frustration than anger. So, <clears throat> specifically, you need to give up your expectation of a specific and future end result attained by willpower. So, 
Here's the crazy part. It almost seems counterintuitive. So let's say, let's say like you business guys, hey, I have a goal. I have, I have a business goal to reach this number by the end of the year. I think that's, I think that's awesome. We should have that kind of stuff, but we, we, we can't put ourselves into a stress state that I got to do everything I can to get there. It's actually better to, to focus on the internal and just ask the Holy Spirit to go, just ask this to show up in my life what I need to hit that goal and let the expectation and trust to him. Follow me? Scary, but it actually works. So, especially you need to give up your expectation of a specific and future end result attained by willpower and instead focus on creating the internal state that is the power source for your external circumstances. Here's another way to put it in more practical terms. Do whatever you do from an inward state of love, focusing in the present moment. Meaning that the only thing we can control is how focused on love, peace, or joy we are right now despite what we see. And I just wrote a note here where it says, uh, focus on creating the internal state that is the power source for your external circumstances. I put this in my notes, from willpower to his power. From willpower to his power, meaning that I'm not gonna try lose weight, I'm not gonna try get healed, I'm not gonna try have this much success. I'm gonna, I'm gonna deprogram the negative. The, if, I, if I set this goal to achieve this in business, how does it make me feel? Does it, does it give me... Uh-oh, I don't know if I can do that. Man, you're going to fail again. Anybody ever go through those things? Man, the economy's going south. This is how it's going to affect my business, right? You realtors and different things. Interest rates are going up. Uh-oh. That shouldn't affect anything we do. Got it? So what do we do? We don't focus on the external, right? So we focus on the internal, like, you know what? I'm loved. I'm I'm as valuable. I'm as weighty as God himself. And and so when we do that, guess what? Now that gives, we, we open up our brain to the creative part of us. We start to feel love. We start to feel peaceful. And that is what gets us to, to go where we really need to go. So now we're, we're inspired from the inside out. Fair enough? All right. That's all I wanted to cover for, for one, because I wanted to take these last couple of minutes to pray with you guys and show you how to do this. And you can modify this a little bit. This, like I said, um, all the, the prayer services I've done, how to pray supernaturally, guys, it's really... Instead of emptying our mind, like I was talking about earlier, like Eastern meditation, it's literally using our, our imagination, our mind, and our heart, which are the divine gifts that God's given us to connect in the spirit and to really create what's going on in our lives. It's using those to first deprogram, get rid of the negative. Literally, I'll, I'll show you how to get rid of the imaginations or the negative with your imagination. So it's not emptying your mind, just not doing nothing. It's much faster if you use your imagination to... First, deprogram the negative, then reprogram what you desire in your life. So you don't have to take an hour emptying your mind. And uh, you ever try to do that, by the way? Yes. It's hard, isn't it? Okay, don't think about anything. Okay, don't think about anything. That's what I do. That's what I do right away. Okay, I'm not going to think about anything. No, jeez, I just thought about something. Right? That's what I do, honestly. So. Uh, and like, uh, hey, like, and I, get, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love dispense. I love the science behind it. But there's an easier way to get there is all I'm trying to get there. So if you want to do the hour meditation, you got the time, go for it, man. I just know um, change your routine. Don't have a cup of coffee in the morning. That ain't going to happen. So, and you don't have to. Does that make sense? Is that fair? Well, I like it. I, for, the first thing I do is an energy drink, and then I do a cup of coffee, right? And I do two eggs with with uh, cheese and hot sauce. It's my routine. It's wonderful. Anyway, 
All right, so I'm going to jump to the back. He goes through this. So there's three tools, basically. There's an energy medicine tool, he calls it. And what he does there, guys, is it's just physical. This is common sense. Like if you go to a chiropractor, they do physical things to your body, right? And so this shouldn't scare people. But if it does, he even tells you in the book that your heart and mind are the thing anyway. This just speeds it up. So one thing he does is the heart, right, where he... He does clockwise for 15 seconds, then counterclockwise. Then he does the foreheads, the, and then he does the crown of the head. Interesting enough, he just started tapping. Some of you guys know what tapping is? It's actually, I like tapping, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really, those are the physical things. So he just came out with a new thing. You don't necessarily have to buy it unless you want to. Where his energy medicine tools now, he's gone to tapping. And you can go look it up on the internet. Just go, hey, what is tapping? You know, it's emotional freedom technique. And really all you're doing is you're doing, Stephen, you're doing it. You're tapping the, the meridians in your body that, uh, that uh, actually work. It actually work. In fact, uh, the Veterans Administration now started doing tapping as a, as a real way to cure post uh, PTSD and everything else. So they've got enough data now. Every, before, everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, they're doing these pressure points and tapping. It actually works. So I'm not going to cover that tonight because some of you guys get freaked out by it. But... It actually works, you know, if you do it. It's just common sense. If you do, and I've, I've always said, hey, you know what, when I'm, when I'm tired at the end of the day, I take my glasses off and I go, oh, and I rub my eyes. Doesn't it feel good? You're adding energy to, that's, that's coming out of your body. You're just putting it back into your cells. That's really all you're doing. So it's physical. It's, in, in my pre-med, it's just physical stuff, guys, that, that we all do, okay? So if you're sick, drink more water. Isn't that what they tell you? Why? Because it's physical. There's, you shouldn't get freaked out. It's no different than rub your head. All right? So anyway, so here's what, here's what I want to do. And all of you guys can do this online. In fact, anybody want to do it with me? Anybody who's struggling with something that you want to come up here with or no? You want to? Yeah, come up, bro. All right. I'll do you next afterwards if you want. All right? Come on up. All right. I'm going to kind of walk you through this then. And you, you can do your own, Okay. It's my friend, Justin. You're a weird friend. You're a weird friend. <laughs> no, you're the one who called me weird, right? We can just be weird together. Yeah, we can be weird together. We, we, it's called being a human together, right? So anyway, what are we dealing with right now? Health, fear, lack, anxiety, right? If you want to fix something. Instead of just jumping to the, hey, let's, let's pick health. I want to be healed. Most of you guys have been taught, just have enough faith and do this and do that. And, but I think there's something more powerful we need to deal with, which makes getting healed much faster. So I'll ask you that here in a second. So, um, and I'll just do it now. So what, what do you want to work on? Willpower and anxiety. Okay, so mainly anxiety? Yep. Okay, because the willpower causes the anxiety. Yep. All right. So, um, and we'll, uh, so then the next question for all of you guys is, can you remember the earliest childhood memory or anything where you felt anxious? Anything come to mind? No. Okay. It's, and if it's, if it's not, it's okay. But as I've been praying with people these last few months online, man, sometimes they'll go, oh, this just came up, you know? And so there, it, all kinds of stuff. So if not, we'll, we're going to simply ask the Holy Spirit to, to heal that root cause of anxiety. Okay? So then number two is this is what I think is different from a lot of you guys where, where uh, and I'll walk you through it, bud. Um, with the love code is instead of just focus on the positive, positive mental attitude, et cetera, is like Paul Young was telling Doug Bishop, enter into it. Allow that negative, allow that anxiousness, allow that fear, experience it, right? Just instead of pressing it down, just go, be honest. Like, God, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with anxiety, right? So 
That's uh, allow the memory to show up in your imagination and just enter into the situation. It means just experience it. If you're, if you're feeling anxious, if you have fear, instead of trying to press it, fix it, don't even try to fix it. We're going to let the Holy Spirit fix it. Okay? So anyway, and then if you want, like he talks about in that, you can use the energy medicine tool here. We're not going to do that. But if you can, you're at home, you want to rub your chest and rub your forehead. It does speed it up. It typically does speed it up. But like I said, some people are really freaked out about anything physical, which is weird to me because they go to doctors to get physical stuff taken care of in their body. But anyway, um, so you can use, then the third, number three, imagine the light, the light, the love, the light, the warmth. And I'll kind of show you how I do it is just to enter into that situation and expands out of you as far as you can go. I think it's just, this is where we're using our divine imagination to see and feel him. Even though we know he's here, he's in and through all of us at all times. It really, you've, you've probably heard people say it like this sometimes, go, um, practice his presence. You guys ever heard that? Experience his presence, practice his presence. Didn't Blackaby write a whole book on that? Practicing his presence, something like that. Um, and that's all it is, is just, I like to see it as this beautiful love, this light, this warmth of, of God himself, the Holy Spirit just enveloping the situation and me going through me. And I imagine it, if I have physical things, I imagine it just healing every atom in my body as it's going through me and expanding out as far as my imagination can see. It just works for me. If there's a different thing for you, that, that's great. So anyway, imagine that, that warmth, that light, that situation expand out as far as you can imagine. And just hit this last slide, because I, I want to go over the couple things with you and then we'll do it. So <clears throat> I love this. And some of you guys remember Brad Jerzak, his healing prayer is he talks about, hey, ask somebody you trust, whether it's God, whether it's Jesus, whether it's uh, your yellow lab. I don't know, right? Because you can always trust a yellow lab, right? They're just happy to see you. Their tail's going. And our friend Greg would go call it dog joy. <laughs> it goes, dog joy is dog joy. You can, it's crazy. Like you can beat your dog and it's still joyful. Like we need to learn to have dog joy right? So we don't. I don't. Don't think I beat the dog. So I've just, I've watched people like beat their dogs. We had a friend that had his yellow lab with us one time and he'd beat that dog and that dog would just still come wag his tail like, I love you. Like, wow, that's, that's a good metaphor for God. So anyway, when you imagination, just ask Jesus, where are you in this situation? And every time you'll be able to see him all the time. Like I just did, I was telling Bob the other day, I was like, all right, Jesus, where are you? And he's like, I'm sitting right on your desk. So I was in my office and I'm like, oh, I can see you now in my imagination. And we think it's just our imagination. No. And like, oh, that's just my imagination. Well, who's he going to use? <laughs> he's got to use yours, right? If we're one. And then just ask, what is he saying about this situation? I promise you he'll say something very comforting and it'll be very fast. He'll say this about you and it'll say, it'll seem so good that you go, oh, that's just me. He's the comforter. What do you think he's going to say? He's going to give you the answer to exactly what you need. And most of you guys doubt it because it's too good. Oh, that's too, that's too perfect. Well, yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> he's going to give you exactly what you need. Is this making sense to you guys? And I'm telling you it works. It's beautiful. So anyway, and then once, once you kind of feel the shift, I just go, hey, ask, ask Jesus to bring that love, that light into the situation until you physically feel a shift where the fear, the anxiety lessens. And it's just, you almost kind of go, oh, oh. Now it's time to reprogram. Until we get there, don't even try to reprogram. Follow me? So I'm going a little long. Does this help, guys? 
All right, so I'm just going to do it with you, bro, okay? And you guys can do it on your own as I go through this. And, but uh, I would do this, you know, in the mornings. I like to do it first thing we, when we wake up, and when we go to bed, we do this. I like to fall asleep to it. People go, well, don't lay down and fall asleep. I love that. I love falling asleep to do it because I just go, you know what, Lord? Even my sleep, you give to your beloved. So I'm just asking you, the Holy Spirit, to, to figure all this out for me by the time I wake up. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> That's wonderful. He does a better job than me worrying about it, right? All right, so we're dealing with anxiousness, right? Always. Okay. And you can't remember the first time that you really experienced it. Nothing comes to mind? Maybe it was when I was a kid and I could hear my parents arguing, having financial stress. Okay. Yeah, let's deal with that. You guys hear that or no? Yeah. I think, well, I experienced that too growing up. Yeah. High volume, always lack, not enough. It's always I'm not enough, right? So he said, you know, hearing his parents argue, which is a very real thing. Common. Yeah. Common. <laughs> you, you mean you do? What's that? You do? I do. Argue. Oh, jeez. Okay. We'll <laughs> talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> There's hope for me. Yes, there is. Yes. So, yeah, let's just take that experience, if, if that comes to mind, all right? Okay. So you can close your eyes, do whatever. I like to close my eyes. So, Father, we just thank you. And just allow that experience to kind of bubble up where you feel the anxiousness, you feel the, the stress, Okay. Ah, and Holy Spirit, we're just going to ask you to, you love Justin more than we can even imagine. And so we just thank you that you're revealing this stuff to us, the stuff that we're struggling with, because you love us enough. And the reason we're going through a lot of these experiences over and over and over is because you do love us enough and you want to heal that part of our hearts, want to heal those sources. So Holy Spirit, we're going to ask you to heal the source of this, of that anxiety, of that stress about lack, not enough, that picked up from his childhood that he's still dealing with today. So Father, we just thank you that you're going to heal that source of it right now in Jesus' magnificent name. And so Father, we just thank you that uh, your beautiful love, your light, your warmth, everything you are, just starts to feel Justin from his head right through his whole body, right through the bottom of his feet. This beautiful flow of love, of his light, of his warmth, going right through the crown of his head, through the bottom of his feet, right through the center of the earth, just this beautiful picture of, of who you are in your presence, just expanding out from him, filling this whole auditorium and filling all of Colorado Springs and as far as imagine can see, just your beautiful love and abundance and peace and everything you are just flowing through him and out as far as we can even imagine. And then just kind of use your imagination to, to picture that when you're a kid and just to picture that love, that light. I like to picture it as a cloud or it could just be light coming into that situation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And let's just ask Jesus as a, as a kid and don't try to overthink it. Just ask, hey Jesus, where were you in that situation? And see if you can picture where he is. Anything come to mind? sitting there watching where <laughs> in the room so like if i visualize you know kind of that early instance or yeah whatever. were you in the room with him yeah okay yeah. so i can where, where did you see him just kind of sitting in the background right over here yeah that's exactly where i saw him so i was gonna say i, I want to do it because i was like i see him over to your left just sitting there yeah right so now let's just ask him the first thing again he loves you perfectly 
He, he wants to heal it. He's the healer. He can't deny himself. So in that situation, he's sitting there. What's the first thing he says to Justin? Chillax. Relax. <laughs> Anything else? I am. I guess my thing has always been wanting to be a great provider yeah and in working so hard to try to provide those things that yeah you know, that were difficult for us to have as kids and and uh, so i think that that's what kind of wells up okay and so but you know i realized <clears throat> that i am a great provider yes and i will continue to be that way and i don't have to worry about it yes and he's actually the provider exactly you're the bride yeah so when he had to pay the bride's price, it was a Jewish metaphor, meaning that I have to show the father that I'm worth enough to take care of my bride. And so the price he paid was, I've got everything. So the father says, go get your bride. You guys get it? All the metaphor in that scripture is so beautiful. Anyway, so he's the groom. We're the bride. So guess whose responsibility is to provide for you? Him. Him. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to let that bubble up right? Oh, he's going to provide through me because he, uh, he has to use me. So let's just do this. Is, uh, do you feel anxious right now? No. No? Not it already went away? Yep. Okay. Usually what I do is I just see that love and light and I ask Jesus, hey, what are you saying? And I usually ask him, I said, just see love and light and ask Jesus to bring that love and light into the situation that it's going to be okay. You can relax. You are a great provider. I love that. You are a great provider. So he's always encouraging. You're a great provider. And guess what? I'm going to provide through you and I'm one with you, so I'm always then. And I wait for a shift until it's, if I was really anxious, I could, doesn't mean I'm not completely anxious, but I could feel it go, I'm less. Did you guys experience that? And all it is is using your imagination to imagine his love and light going into that situation and asking Jesus what he's saying about the situation. So then I, what I would do is, since he's already there, but I would go, all right, let's just, let's just picture imagination, this love and light, and Jesus sitting right off to your left, and he's going, Justin, it's going to be okay. You can relax. I'm your provider. Everything's going to be okay. So just picture that in your imagination. And I just wait for him to go, oh, it just shifted. And it'll happen for you. Now we can start the last part and start to imagine and program what we want. Okay? So now I'm going to help you do that. Is that, is that good? Yep. So you want to be a great provider, right? You don't want any anxiousness. Oh, I already am a great provider. Yeah, I know you are, <laughs> but I'm just reassuring. So here's what I do then is I go, thank you, Father. Now you enter into that situation. Right. So what does it look like to be a great provider to you? And you don't have to share it here, but you know in your mind probably. Like this is what I would have. This is how much money I would have every month. This is how I'd feel. You probably know some of those things. Yeah. Got it in your mind? Oh, yeah. I don't want you to have to say it here and do it publicly. So anyway. So now once you get the negative junk out of there that's holding us back, now we can reprogram, okay? So then I just enter into the same situation. So Father, we just thank you. We love you. We praise you. Ah, just your beautiful light, your love, your presence, your warmth, everything you are is available and it's flowing through Justin, right through him, out through him, right into this whole room as far as we can go. And it feels so good to be abundant. It feels so good to rest in your limitlessness. It feels so good to have that much money coming in every month. We're so thankful and grateful, Father, that everything that he needs to feel that abundance, to feel that great provision, starts to show up right now in his life in Jesus' magnificent name. So Father, we thank you. We ask for it to start showing up in this life even as we speak. The other thing's so good to feel abundant. It feels so good to feel limitless. It feels so good to be an awesome provider. And I thank you that everything is starting to work out and show up in my life right now in divine speed, in Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Does that help you guys?
And when you pray for other people, I'm telling you, that's how it works. Like how many people I've prayed for in the last few months where if they want physical healing, I walk that through. Because it's always anxiousness, fear, worry, I'm not enough, somewhere in there. And once we identify that, I go, let's deal with that first before we ask healing because there's something there that's causing the lack of health. Does that make sense to you guys? Is this helpful or no? Okay, so I, I went a little long. So anyway, thanks, bro. Appreciate you. Does that, does that help? Like, you can understand what I do? And that's just the three success tools. If you go to the very end, and I want to do that next week too, maybe three weeks at this, we'll see. So get to your feet. I think that helps. Hopefully it helps. Because I'm telling you, listen, guys, once you get that, your imagination's real. It's not just your imagination. When you, when you picture something like that, his beautiful love and light washing away the negative, washing away the fear, washing away that, that negative situation, you're actually doing it. You're providing the framework to actually give the Holy Spirit something to work with. It's real. I know it's, it's your imagination, but it's real. It's a spiritual thing that he's gifted us with. So that's how we do it. But we first got to use our imagination to reprogram the negative junk before we can work on the positive. Okay? So as you pray for your healing, etc., identify the root. Identify the root. Hey, if you were healed... How would it make you feel if Jesus showed up today and you're healed? If, the, if those finances did turn around, how would it make you feel? Identify the root. Because then what we need to deal with first is the negative of that, right? If I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling, I don't know if I'll ever have enough. I'm always worried I'm not going to have enough to pay the bills. Whatever's going on, let's work on that. Then we can pray for the positive and work on that because the faith will well up in you much faster. And that's the inspiration we're looking for instead of you pounding your fist trying to have enough faith. Fair enough? All right, so, Father, we just love you. We praise you. We thank you that, uh, that some people need structure. This is just a beautiful thing that has structure. And uh, I can just attest that as we've been praying for people over the last six months, we've seen so many miraculous things. If they're just willing to deprogram the negative, you've given them the ability to do it and then reprogram and start designing their life as a co-creator in Christ. And it's so real. And we just thank you that you've made it simple. We thank you that you've given us the tools to understand it so it doesn't have to be hard because as a father, as, as, as the lover of the universe, as the lover of us, at your bride, you would never make it hard for us. So it just, I just, Father, just anything that people think it has to be more than hard than this, just cancel those things out in their wrong belief systems because this is simple. It is real. You made it so simple. Ask, you shall receive, and your joy will be full. So if we require anything, we can go through this process and our joy will be full. That's how you love us. That's how you provide for us. And so, Father, as they're, as they're doing this, if they, all you people online, thank you. It's, it's spreading supernaturally right now around the world and online, and we just thank you for that. And so all you people that give online, all you people that give here, I just personally say thank you. It means a lot to Barbara and I. It means a lot to, to keep expanding out and, and doing more and more through this body. So if you want to give on your way out, we just thank you for that. So, Father, we thank you that you make all grace abound to them. You make all grace abound to us. So we'll always have enough and more than enough. We thank you for what's going on with the Inspire right now that people are, are catching the vision just because we want to make a difference. And we just thank you for all of it. So Father, thank you for supernatural things in their business this week. Thank you for supernatural breakthroughs in their jobs and their careers. Just thank you for blessing them so they always have enough and more than enough. That's your system. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs>